Are you ready to listen to my dad, Joe, and Uncle Justin talk about sports? Now on with the show. The Joe Mays and J-Raff Show is brought to you by Mays Sandwich Shop, which have been serving the greater Westlawn area delicious food for over 70 years. You are listening to The Joe Mays and J-Raff Show. Boring. A <clears throat> weekly podcast about sports since 2011. Don't you ever get tired of being wrong all the time. With a focus on football. 36-yard line of Philly. Shotgun snap to Hertz. Dropping back. Only one person rushing. Hertz looking, standing still, winding up. Long pass. It lands at the 20. No one is there. Zeros on the clock. It's over. It's over. The Chiefs have won. The Chiefs have won Super Bowl 57 on a game-winning field goal. Trailing at 10. At the halftime stop, 24-14, they go on to win 38-35. What a game. Now, here are your hosts, Joe Mays and Justin Raffoff. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Joe Mays and J-Raff Show. I am one of your hosts, Joe Mays, and here with me is not only my co-host, Justin Raffoff, but also our special guest who we've been meaning to have on the show for literally a year now. Almost a full calendar. <laughs> yeah, almost a full calendar and We got year. it in before the next champion. We, so did, we did. We did. <laughs> I mean, we uh, technically, there's nothing in our terms and conditions on the challenge that we have to do it within a calendar year but i mean that just would make the most sense if we did do it that way uh but here is dr andy hoffert uh appreciate you joining us congratulations on the win last year thank you yeah it was uh a fluke, uh, 100%. <laughs> but I will, I will enjoy the win. So honestly, it looked for at least a time, and honestly, March Madness was so wacky this year, I haven't even looked at the bracket challenge because I think last week we decided uh, Kevin Quimby was the winner no matter what happened in the Final Four. I thought you were doing pretty well this year. I, I was up there. I think I may have ended up points-wise like in third place. Okay, the yeah. Okay. So. Then that's two years in a row that you're up there pretty high. Well, and again, that, this was a fluke. I was going to say, so maybe it's not a fluke. I don't know. A we're fluke. getting close to a trend. Right, right exactly. exactly. Uh, correlation, causation. Uh, <laughs> So, but yeah, we're, it's great to finally have you on. We've been talking about it for a while. I got you the shirt, I think, last April or May. It was, I, I did get the shirt. Yeah. But uh, yeah, just we haven't been able to sync up. I mean, it's tough when Justin and I are doing Bulldog Hour in the fall. Uh, we don't get to do this show and just talk about, you know, whatever sports topics we want to talk about. Usually it's football in some manner. Uh, we're, we're big on NFL. But the other thing that Justin and I love to talk about is what you want to talk about tonight. And that's reflected by your attire. Yeah, so yeah. Actually, this was a coincidence. We'll call coincidence. It. Okay. Well, um, besides my my wardrobe consists of Wilson and Penn State. That's so, no problem. <laughs> yeah, we we all kind of I was share say, the same. We're, we're kind of in the same boat. There. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we're going to talk Penn State football tonight, and obviously, um, we're in kind of I guess close to the middle part of Penn State spring practice. I know it's been underway. Justin and I are always reading Audrey Schneider's pieces in the Athletic which we talk about all the time, but it's wonderful to be able to talk about Penn State football in the spring uh, just with another fan. So 
I know uh, I know you had did some prep work for us, so you have a few things you want to discuss, uh, throw our way, and open up discussion. And while we do that, we are going to have to continue our playthrough in the college football game because we'll never finish it if we don't. Um, but that's why it's great to have you on tonight because one of us will get to sit next to you and talk Penn State football while the other tries to not lose to Notre Dame. Yeah, so. number one ranked Notre Dame. So yikes. Yeah, yeah, so you can tell it's an old game. <laughs> <laughs> Get those shots, and your neighbor might not be too happy about that. He he will not be happy about that. <laughs> so I'm actually going to be up first. I'm the offense, so I'm going to hop over to the gaming chair and get us underway. But uh, Andy, why don't you tee up Justin and you guys get started talking about Penn State football? Yeah, great. I I really appreciate the opportunity. I mean, you know, Penn State football is something that's near and dear to my heart. It's kind of a family tradition for us, um, and I know you guys feel the same way. Um, so. Uh, you know, when, when we were trying to kind of think of topics or I was trying to think of a topic uh, for this show, um, I would say, you know, uh, NCAA basketball, like I said, that's a bit of a fluke <laughs> for me. I'm, I'm not somebody who really tracks that a lot unless Penn State's playing. You know, in Philadelphia, they say you're like four for four. When it comes to Penn State sports, I'm like 18 for 18. Or whatever. It's like, <laughs> if Penn State's playing, I'll watch it. You know, yes. If, if there's an opportunity to go to a game, I'll go to it. So, right. Yeah, um, I find myself like – on social media following like pretty much all the sports teams. Cause I just, you know, obviously some of them are easier to follow, but yeah, I find myself rooting for Penn state, no matter what, what I'm rooting for them in. Yeah. So yeah. Wrestling. Recently oh yes. Huge. Yes. I mean, um, yes. That's been something I've been following obviously since Kale took over. And uh, that's been um, really exciting to watch. Yeah. Been remarkable. Uh, Joey and I like to talk about, we, we got up to a match a few years ago. Um, my dad and I have been to a number of matches. Like it's just, it's it's nothing like it. And we've been in the in recent years. I've been up to um, the duels at the Bryce Jordan Center, which which are awesome, and, and it's really cool. But there's nothing like going to a, a big time duel meet in Rec Hall when it is packed. And I like to think, and again, my yeah, my wrestling fandom is really rather limited it's grown over the last decade but um a few years ago when they beat favored ohio state um and is that the bo nickel pin or well bo nickel pit ended up i think that might have been the year bo nickel pinned the guy in in the championship the then yeah. but they they end up winning but like kyle snyder won his match but didn't major the guy mm-hmm. and so like penn state won like 1918 and like you know it's just you have a packed house, like screaming, like, oh man, it, it's, it's just nuts. Well, the crazy thing is like, I, I remember, you know, I, I graduated from Penn state in December of 2000. So my time frame there about fall of 96 through, through that, through, through, through 2000. So, you know, I, I remember. Oh, you were there during Minnesota, that Minnesota game. <laughs> I think that's on my list. Oh, no. <laughs> right, oh, yeah. So I, I just remember being in rec hall, like kind of, being around campus and being able to just walk in on the floor of a wrestling match, right. like in progress, right. just kind of stand there and watch part of it. Like it was not the thing that right. it is now. I mean, right. It's always been big. Right. Right. It's been big. Yeah. Um, but yeah, not like it is. And, and that's great. You know, when it's great for the program, it's great for the school, you know, athletic department as a whole. Love it. But we're here to talk about football. We are. <laughs> well, any Penn state yes. topic is good to go here. I mean, we don't, we don't, we don't cut corners there, and Justin got me into uh, wrestling, so we like to talk wrestling. But, uh, yeah, Penn State football, let's do that. Yeah. 
So um, just just because of the time of the year leading up to the spring game, I thought this would be a great opportunity um, to kind of do a little bit of a, a PSU retrospective, a, a football retrospective to think back to some some memorable games. And I'm sure you've got, obviously you've, you've gone been going to games since you were on how old, but uh, for me it's been as, as long as I can remember. Yeah, I, I always forget what year the first game was. I, I know what game it is, so I can look it up, but – First game I ever went to was when they beat BYU with Ty Detmer on a Saturday night. It was like, a, I think it might have been an 8.30 kickoff. Like, it was super late. Um, but our neighbor in Jonestown had offered my dad the tickets. He had them, couldn't go. My dad and I drove up and got back. And I was probably younger than – well, I know I was younger than Austin because we lived in Jonestown. Yeah. We moved after second grade. So I was like, you know, maybe seven or eight yeah. up going to the eight. It, w- it was a late game, but it was – Absolutely, and they destroyed them, and it, it was awesome. But yeah, yeah, I, I honestly, if I try to think back to my first game, I don't think I can remember. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I, I mentioned to you before, my mom grew up in State College. Right. We went up my grandparents' house all the time, so we were, I mean, as far back as I can remember, we were at right. white games. We were at yeah, know, yeah, season games. So it's really hard to think of the first one, but I do have some distinct memories of very memorable games, um, good or bad. Um, right. So these are right. things that are just kind of etched in my memory. And the caveat that I'll throw out there is, you know, a lot of these memories are now approaching 24, 25 years. Oh, we, so <laughs> some of the details are a little fun. <laughs> and some of the details I may just like have interpreted. In hey, way, we, we, we get it. We get it. <laughs> but um, yeah, I have, I have, I, I picked four games to talk about. And then the okay. other thing I've, I wrote down just some um, over the, the time that I've been a Penn State fan, just thinking about some of those memorable players that have kind yeah. of stood out in my mind. Um, so the the first game um, that I'll talk about, and, and you and I were just talking about this game actually, was uh, Penn State Notre Dame 2007. Yes. yes. The first uh, official all-stadium White House game. They call it White House. Yes, yes. Uh, but the the really the kind of the, the full stadium origin of the White House. Right. Um, I remember I was in uh, the south end zone up in the upper deck. Uh, my dad had some tickets up there. I think your dad's tickets are pretty close. To so, there. so um, yes, that's where our tickets are now. Okay. Um, okay. I sat for that game. I was with in Dennis and Joyce Mays's oh, seats, yeah. like um, in like the northwest corner ish, like on the side, on the side. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's that's where I was because. So I was there, and I, I don't know if Dennis and Joyce were in those seats for that game or not. I'm not exactly sure, but I m- remember walking. I was walking by myself because my dad, and I think, was sitting with Al in, in the south end zone and stuff. But I was, like, pinned up against the fence where Notre Dame, like, walks through the oh, lower yeah. – like, pinned up against. Yeah. That was an experience. I, that's never happened to me before. <laughs> never happened to me since. That was an experience. Um just the the not so welcoming uh, committee was was out in full force, but man, that was a fun one. Guess where Joey was for that game in Indiana. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I talked about it with my uh, coworkers at the climate office leading up to you know, <laughs> leading up to that game. No, I don't believe. I mean, well, I was at Purdue, so it's not like any of them were Notre Dame apologists or anything like that. Yeah. Uh, but they were uh, actually they were probably cheering for Penn State, um, being all Purdue, our Purdue people. But I remember the lead-up to that game uh, was great. That was Jimmy Clausen, right? That was, yeah. yeah. That, was, that yeah. was the big uh, – I don't know if it was his debut. Uh, at least in I think it might have been his first game. road game. Yeah. Right, right. 
It was definitely that first season because that was the hype coming into right, the game. Right, right. Um, you know, what was Jimmy Clausen going to do? I, I cannot remember who our that, – that was Anthony Morelli, right? Anthony Morelli was the quarterback. Yeah, that was Anthony Morelli. Uh, Austin Scott. <laughs> yes. Austin Scott yeah. was the running back. Yep, yep. Um, and I remember I, I remember distinctly that was the – I think that was the first time I heard Zombie Nation played. Oh, um, you know what? I don't that I don't recall. I thought they were playing that while I was there, and that would have been the fall after I graduated. Well, that that would have been the first time I heard it. In that you, oh, that you heard it in person. person. Yeah, yeah, okay. And just kind of experienced. Yeah. from you know from being inside the stadium. Yes. Yeah. So um, that's a good one. That that all all white White House event yeah. uh, is fantastic. So what do you? What's your next one? So uh, I have I have a couple throwback games to go back a little okay. bit further. All right. Um, and I, I did have the Minnesota game. Yeah. Minnesota. We don't have um, to talk about it, though. 1999. Yeah. Um, and what I remember about that game, and... and that is a student section memory. Stu- yeah. student section, yeah, at that time. And and we, you know, the, the student section was obviously completely different than it is now. Yeah. I mean, it was... It was well, the stadium's rocks. different than it yeah, was it, now. It was on the side. Now. Yeah, it, was, it was around the 20, like the 20-yard line and the 35-yard line, somewhere in that range um, on the... I guess is that the, the east side? Yes. <laughs> I'm terrible east, without I, east side, I, yeah. I really need a, but, a compass to orient myself. So our, our group would always send people ahead of time to wait until we would always be in the first three rows yeah. of the student section. So I remember being in that section um, and standing there. And the whole game, you know, this is LeVar Arrington. This is yeah. Brandon Short. Yeah. This is, this is an incredible Brown. team. This is like an amazing defense. So, you know, they, it was close the whole time. And they're, they're driving down. They're getting ready to kick that field goal with <sighs> seconds remaining. And I just remember, like, in my heart of hearts, thinking to myself, Lamar's going to block this. Like, that's what, fine. That's what you hope we are for. Fine. That's what you want to happen. This. No big deal. And it doesn't happen. And I just remember the entire stadium just silent. Just the, like, deafening silence. Was that a walk-off or was there time left? No, that was a walk-off. Walk-off. From what I recall, yeah. And it was just like... All that anticipation, everybody just expected that we were going to win that right. game. And, like, people just didn't move. It, it right. was a little creepy. Right. They were all just kind right. of standing there like, like what, what just, just happened? happened? Yeah. Those are the worst. Those yeah. are the worst, like, what just happened moments. Um, it was a completely different scenario. I have felt that way a couple times. But, honestly, the biggest one was the loss. And I, I don't remember the year, but the loss – to Maryland when they refused to shake our hands. Yes. Like, yeah. Is that 2015? I think it was 2015 because I was up there for the day. Mm-hmm. Um, my wife and young child are at home, and I am just fuming, ripping into myself walking yeah. out. Like, yeah. how, why am I wasting my time? We yeah. lost to Maryland. Like, and it wasn't, you know, like it was the whole thing from them not shaking hands before that to all that stuff. Now, I love the stories that come on now about how much, like every time they play like Maryland and people are like, I don't know. And they're like, no, don't ever forget. James Never. Franklin hates Maryland Never forget. because of the way, what, because of the way they kind of screwed him over right. and his, his buddy, you know, in Freegen, yeah. like who put them in, at least in my term, put them on the map in terms of football. And then like to just kind of like rid themselves of him. But like, so like Penn State's gotten the revenge yeah. like in the year since then, and, and that's great. But like that game made me like I won't say question my fandom, but question <laughs> the actions that I take based on my fandom because I'm like 
I can't I can't put my I can't put myself through this to lose to Maryland. Like if it, it it stinks when you lose to a team that's better than you, but yeah. like yeah. you know what that happens. And Maryland's not that I, I knew they weren't better. I knew yeah. they weren't. Yeah. And like it was just frustrating. That's that's the kind of game and, and my wife and my family, um it's a little embarrassing, but they refuse to watch games with me now. Um, <laughs> One of us. It can make or break my weekend. You know, like, we yeah. completely understand. <laughs> okay. So, so you'll. We just had this conversation. Right. I think the week before, like three weeks ago. You you won't find you you won't be surprised by this at all. But when I was in college, like my mom would find a reason to call like every day, like you know, and it would. There'd be something, but there'd be a reason to call every day. It, when Penn State would lose, no call. I wouldn't hear from my parents for days, <laughs> for days, because they just knew I needed my space. Like he needs his space, we'll let him be. I think, like I think people are starting to understand that about me a little bit. Like I don't need the phone call after a loss asking me how I feel about the loss. That's right. not going to go well. Right. It's just not. Right. So let's just back away. <laughs> I used to joke with my dad that the Phillies could win all week and then they would lose on Saturdays just so that people could ask him about the Phillies on Sundays. <laughs> like, you know, like that's yeah. a, the last yeah. thing I want to do is talk about it. Yeah. Like, no, I want to bury that sorrow <laughs> yes. and that like things deep down inside. It'll manifest itself later in some other form. Yeah. But like, I don't want to talk about this. Like, oh, gosh. But the but the losses, they stick with us. They like, absolutely Because like, oh. Well, and, and like you said, that Maryland loss, I think, forever. Like, th- there are there are a number of teams in the Big Ten that yeah. we play that we just expect to beat. Right? Yeah, absolutely. And, and no matter what. No matter what. And Maryland, right. honestly, still is one of them. Yes. But I don't care. I really want to beat them every single time. Yes. I was at, I was at, at Maryland. Uh, I don't remember what year that was. We beat them like 52 to 9. Oh, yes, yes. Like 2019 yes. or yes. something? It, it was oh, gosh. Recent. Yeah, yeah. And uh, just being in College Park. Watching that game and like, destroying them, and oh. our, like, our backup quarterbacks yes. are running, yes. running touchdowns okay. in and everything. Yeah, uh, that that was just good. Good part. Yeah. Oh, those are the best. Yeah, I, I remember that uh, completely. Those are the type of wins that uh, just feel good, you know. Mm-hmm. So sorry, I got to tweak some mic settings here. Make sure we can hear everyone. So what what's next on your list? So another game i had i had down that um in in timeline is pretty close in proximity to that the minnesota game you talked about okay before that uh halloween 1998 uh illinois illinois lavar leap oh yeah oh yeah okay. a, good, a positive one positive uh, so in in, yes. in uh, proximity mm-hmm. yes uh, i see that replayed i think they have to play it every year yeah, uh, and we saw it a lot this year as they yeah. started to make the comparisons with abdul carter the way mm-hmm. he's been playing wearing mm-hmm. that number uh, and well, then of course, well, when we had the over. when we had the gladiator walkout music, you know, like and yes. they would be showing it there. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. And what I remember about that game is seeing that live, and like not understanding what I just saw. Right, like, did, you couldn't did, comprehend. Legal, like, can you do that? And then watching it on the replay, like over and over. Again. Yeah, the timing of that is just—it's surreal. Yeah. So that—that's a great one. But that kind of cemented the legend of Lavar Arrington. I mean, we started. I remember we started a Lavar for Butkus campaign. Like immediately that at that day, we made t-shirts <laughs> and everything. We had we had a whole thing going. Yeah, yeah. Lavar's one. I mean, when he was playing at Penn State, Justin and I were 14, 15 years old. So yeah, that was like yeah. prime prime Penn State cheering. Yeah. You know, as as a kid, as a as a you know middle school, high school student. So. So yeah, the, those those late '90s teams were 
were, were big. Obviously, n- starting in 94, that's when I can vividly remember like the entire season, 94 yeah. season, with, with Carrie being up there. But mm-hmm. my, my first game was actually in 93. I was at the incredibly wet, rain-soaked Beaver Stadium for the Illinois, uh, Penn State beat Illinois in 93. And that was my first game. Um, but 94 is one I can like remember from that point on, like just every single game, just mm-hmm. watching and being involved in every single game. But yeah. do you have one, do you have one more uh, on that one list? More, one more game. That's a, a little bit of an outlier. Okay. Um, but it, but it is etched in my memory and it was, um, Appalachian state. Oh, oh gosh. The one that was the too close Overtime, for comfort, too close for comfort. And so here's the story. So, we, we were going up for that game. And what I've done recently, since I have a family now, we got you know, kids are taking these games, lots of people. We'll typically go up for some of those early, early season. Early, yeah. Yep. Like no D- Delaware. Games. Yeah. So, uh, you know, we, we can get pretty cheap tickets. There's five of us now, my brother, his family. <laughs> so we all go up for this game. There, I think, I don't even know how many total there were in our group, but we didn't have enough tickets. Really. We just figured we'll get some from it's the scout. Not, yeah, sure. The stadium, no problem. So, um, most of our family had it. We needed two more tickets. So I go up to the scalper and he tries to sell me, you know, pretty, pretty decent tickets, but he's, he's upcharging me. I'm like, Dude, come it's on. Appalachian it's state. state. Come on. So he, he gave me face value. At least. I got in, you know, we were um, pretty, we weren't too, maybe, maybe 15, 20 rows off the field. Okay. Um, down in the, in kind of the, that Northwest section. All right. Um, and as the game goes on, and we just keep tripping over ourselves. Yes, <laughs> like mistake, constantly. Mistake. Yeah, it's like, come on. Like at, at some point, you always think, "All right, listen, they're going to calm down." We're Penn State, they are Appalachian State. Like we're going to pull this out. This is going to happen. Like eventually, we'll settle in. Like it was very early in the season. We'll, you know, the, the offense will get going, and it just never. No, it never happened. came. Um, there were some stars in that game. I mean, I, I think KJ Hamler was in. Had a couple of touchdowns in that game. Um, well, I want to say, was it, it ended up being relatively high scoring, right? It was it in was, the 30s, yeah. right? Yeah, yes. it was like 38 35 or yes. something like that. Yeah. Well, and it was sealed on a uh, an interception in was it double overtime? Yeah, I know it was overtime, I don't recall yeah. how many it was though. <laughs> But I, I just remember, you know, Justin and I have been coaching West Middle School football for, for many years now, and uh. The head coach, uh, Anton Fernsler, he was like, don't overlook Appalachian State. Don't overlook Appalachian well, State. And, and that was the fear going into that because that was a year or two after they had, they had upset Michigan. Right. And so right. that starts going through your mind. Like, as much, you know, as we made fun of Michigan. Right, that, right, right. Well, You're yeah, like, don't yeah. you know us. Believe it or not, that Appalachian State win over Michigan at the Big House was in 2007. Yeah, because oh, really? that was Yeah, because it was Chad's senior, senior year. Okay, yeah. okay. Yeah, so that was a while before. That. Yeah. But, but you still, you always know right memory. you always know right, right. Yeah. yeah I uh, yeah that oof, that game that was real yeah oh man <laughs> but yeah that again just <clears throat> in my memory um, I, a, I felt personally responsible <laughs> because of just jinxing us right you know by talking I, to that shaking scout. down so the scalpers I, I always <laughs> I always am so stressed when we're up there and like you know you're tailgating and you're talking to people and like. Oh yeah, you know we're gonna we're gonna run away with this game. Like no matter who it is, I'm just like, how? Why? Why would you say that? Yes, we should. Why would you say that? Like, yeah, no, I hate that. No. Yeah. Oh man, no. I'm always like the opposite. I'm like, I. I'm yeah. worried. I'm worried. I, I, I'm filling my head with the coach speak of like, I just don't know how we win this game. You know, like. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. Oh yeah. man. 
So, can you guys, off the top of your heads, think of any other, you know, really memorable games that stuck? In oh yeah, I I know which one he's gonna say. <laughs> I know so, which one he's gonna yeah, say. Yeah, I was a student. I was a junior for the. Uh, 2005 Penn State Ohio State game. So okay, Justin called it. Yep, yeah, yep. That, I told that him one, that one like, before. That's one of my top yeah. sports moments of all time. To, like ones that I've been at in person. It's hard to top that just because of you know it had it hadn't been a great you know what four years or so for Penn State football. So for that team to uh, do what they did, I mean you kind of see it building in 2004. The defense was outstanding, one mm-hmm. of the best in the nation, but the offense was so pathetic. That everyone overlooked them because I think Penn State went four and seven my sophomore year in two thousand four with last year of Zach Mills, yeah. uh, it just wasn't good. But that entire defense basically came back and was just as good. And the offense came alive when they finally went to Michael Robinson, and you also got those freshman phenoms in at wide receiver. So that was just a fantastic experience uh, in two thousand five, and it was. Um, I feel like the high point, despite winning the Orange Bowl over Florida State in multiple overtimes, that Ohio State game is what everyone points to during that season. Which, I know earlier Jordan, there was that Northwestern win, which uh, which yeah. made things possible at Northwestern. Right. But the, the, unfortunately, the week after Ohio State is when Chad Henning got his yes. uh, two-second right, uh, right, revenge right. there on. Justin and I were talking about that before the show. We were, <laughs> we were talking about some... Uh, some difficult memories that yes. come along with that Michigan game. I can remember I was at a wedding in Florida watching it at a bar during the reception, standing there, like, screaming. Like, <laughs> screaming. This is the worst day ever. <laughs> yeah. Well, and everybody in the wedding were, were all Penn State grass, too, which I don't know why we scheduled a wedding for that day. But that's a whole other, that's a whole other thing. Yeah, yeah that's I, rough. Uh, yeah, that, that one – Sticks out for me, like I wasn't there, but I was in. I was at Penn State for that one, which was, which was fun. I I told you before, there were three of us that had gone up from from Duquesne. We'd driven up. I had two tickets secured, but like I'm not gonna leave one person. So the three of us watched. It, that was a fun one. Um, one that comes to me a lot. We we talk about the Orange Bowl. That that was fun. Yeah, because, just they ran into each other without even right, knowing. We without were there. knowing, like we ran into each other down there. Um, we ran into people from Columbia while we were there. That, that was a fun trip. Um, but the 2012 last game of the season against Wisconsin, when they yep. wore the Mountie numbers yep. on the side Is that of the bunch of fires. Yes, of and players. and <laughs> and they win in overtime, yeah. and like they put the number up, like just all the things that went into that game yep. made that like one of the most memorable games, you know, and it's. It's senior day, but it's over Thanksgiving break. So, like, there's a good crowd there, but it's not full. But, like, it just – that is one of those games where, like, that'll stick with me forever yeah. to, like, fight and win that one. A few years later when they beat Michigan in overtime. I think that was the next year. And and I'm screaming because I see Pat Zerby, Wilson Kid is in, you know, at fullback. And I'm just like, we're going to score. Pat Zerby's in the game. <laughs> like, and people around me are looking at me like you're crazy. And then he, like, pancakes the guy and we score. Bill Belton runs into the end zone. And I'm yeah. like, I, I told you. I told you we were going to score. But that was the one where um, Hack threw it up to yeah. Alan, um, Robinson. Alan Robinson and made yeah. the catch. Like, that was just – that was awesome. Like, so games like that stick out. Um, but yeah, that I, one that was a negative. My buddy and I, my freshman year of college, we drove down to the Capital One Bowl to play against Auburn, right? And that's when Auburn had Cadillac Williams yep. and um, Ronnie, Ronnie Brown, Brown, and I forget was it Jason Campbell was the quarterback. Uh, um, they yes. were they were all underclassmen though, like, mm-hmm. and they lose 
Larry Johnson does <clears throat> virtually nothing in that game, but the field was soaked because it had poured the day before, like nonstop. And it was just real muddy, just never got the offense going. And it, it just wasn't a whole lot of fun. And at the end of the game, my buddy Ryan, Ryan Kettner is yeah. just like, Never once in the whole planning of this trip did I even consider the fact that we might not win this game. <laughs> yeah, turn around and, and, drive and home. we're driving home from Florida. Oh the next my day. gosh! Yeah, yeah. yeah the, the the Ohio State one was the biggest one for me. I'm trying to. Th- I mean, I I went to every game while I was there as a student, and the first two years was awful. Yeah. Uh, three oh four those falls. Um, um not a lot to talk okay. about. I got one more. Okay, the blocked Ohio State. Uh, field goal for a touchdown. Were that, you at that? I was at that game. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Were you at that one? At that okay. That was unbelievable. 2016. 2016. Yeah. 2016. Okay. Yep. Um, so 2005 Ohio State was that Tom Holly? Yeah, that was the Holly. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yes. Uh, so yeah, that that one's by far. I mean that that college game day was there. Hadn't yeah. been there in a while. Yeah. We got up at the beginning. Me and and you know my girlfriend at the time, who's now my wife, we're up there with my cousin Nick. And, and Adam Filer, we're all up there. We go to college game day. We hang out for a bit. We go and get in line at like 1 o'clock. No, they're not opening the doors until like 6.30. Yeah. But we had to get in line. And we waited in line forever to get in there. And then the place was – it's the loudest environment I've ever been in. I've mm. never been in anything louder. Like I eventually just stopped screaming because I knew I was losing my voice. I wasn't adding anything to this. But it was so loud it was making my head hurt. Mm. Um and when when Tamba sacked him and they recovered that fumble, and Penn State was about to win, it was one of the best, one of the best sports moments ever. But uh, beating Minnesota that year was cool. Michael Robinson had this amazing uh, oh. tackle breaking run, but unfortunately, he actually, uh, yeah, I believe the player got severely injured and was never able to play yes. again. So mm-hmm. they stopped uh, replaying it, I think yeah. out of respect for, for I the do, guy. That. Um, the, also that year, I think people weren't necessarily buying into Penn state. They thought maybe they got lucky over Ohio state cause it was at home and we had to play Wisconsin there at the end of the season. I, I believe Michigan state on the road was the last game, but Wisconsin came in with a pretty highly ranked team and we obliterated them. So th- mm-hmm. those are the big ones from, from my, yeah. At least as a student. I've been up at plenty of... I went to the Nebraska game in 2002. Okay. That was a big one for yep. me. Yeah. Yeah, I think... I was not at the Nebraska game. I think my brother was at that game with my dad, though. Um, yeah, like some of those games... I, I was at the... Again, this is another one. I was a little kid. I was probably uh, fourth or fifth grade. Um, but I was at the Snow Bowl when they played uh, Michigan. So was I. Against yes. Tim Bianca Batuca for Michigan. Bianca Batuca. It could, it could, it was 94, 95 in that range. Like, I don't remember exactly. Yeah, it was mid 90s. Um, but yeah, we, we drove up for that one. Uh, that was fun. Like, yeah. But yeah, like, it's fun because I think about all these games. I've, I've, I've been to a ridiculous amount of like Penn State games. Yeah. Um, probably only second to like number of like Phillies games. But like, the Phillies play 162 games here, you know, like, right. yeah. um, so like it, it's obviously a little different, but yeah, like I had mentioned, my senior year of college, not at Penn State, but like just the circumstances. I think I went to like seven mm-hmm. of the twelve games. It's something absurd, including I went to like almost. I only missed like one or two home games, but I went to the Michigan game and I went to the Orange Bowl. Yeah, so like, yeah. it, it was just yeah, it was it was a lot, and that team was that team was a lot of fun. Well, my 
you know, I, I have a lot of these memories. My brother, if, if uh, we were to pull him in, um, I, you know, we were talking before, I have a twin brother, right. uh, Matt. And actually, when when he, right after he graduated from Penn State, he actually stayed in town, um, worked at the United Methodist Church. He okay. was a youth, youth minister for a while, taught at State High for a little bit. But one of his side gigs that he got was as the statistics spotter so, in Beaver Stadium for Dean DeVore. That's uh, awesome. So I think I had heard that story from yeah. Jamie before. Um, but like, not, not that I didn't believe her, but it's always one of those like, yeah. like, no, it's a you thing. know, and cause I heard that a long time ago. Yeah. So like, I was like, oh, well, you know, maybe I misremembered, you know, yeah. or like one of those things. So that, yeah. that's incredible. My, my brother has a habit of kind of just stepping into things like that. And we joke about it all the time, <laughs> my family, but yeah, he, uh, he spent, I don't even know how many seasons it was, but he had the binoculars in the, oh in the press box calling out yardage for running backs. That was essentially his job. That's and, awesome. Uh, so he has attended pretty much every game in that kind of window. That's awesome. That's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. I know um, my, one of my buddies wrestled up at Penn state uh, when, when we were in college and they would um, want someone he knew his dad worked for ESPN. So they're always looking for people to work jobs, basically managing the cables yeah. on the side. Yeah. Um, and by doing so, you got to you got to eat at the like the buffet line mm-hmm. after the game, like yeah. you know, like it wasn't much, but for a college kid, you know, sure. And he wrestled, but he was a heavyweight, so like you know, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, like you know, it's one of those things where, yeah, you find yourselves in those spots sometimes. Yeah. But. Yeah, so uh, I mean, the other thing I wanted to talk about yeah. was just some some specific players that have sort okay. of stood out um, over the years, and I I tried to confine it. Uh, at least on my list to kind of, um, you know, my high school memories through current time. Right. Right. Um, not necessarily all the throwbacks, which I have a lot of respect. Right. Right. Players. Like John Capaletti's amazing, exactly. but like never I never him. saw him play. Sorry. Right. Yeah. Can't, can't Todd Blackledge. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Chuck yeah. Cena. <laughs> Lots of respect for them. Um, but yeah. Uh, so, so we've already talked about some of them. I mean, um, you know, that, that uh, late nineties team, uh, uh, the defense with, yes. with LeVar Arrington, Brandon Short, Courtney Brown. What was it um, two guys that went top three? They were, were one two. Oh, were they one two? Yeah, they oh man, two, yeah. yeah, yeah. I know. My my uh, college roommate Joe was always mad that they took Courtney Brown over LeVar Arrington because, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, like Courtney Brown was great. It didn't work out as well yeah. as, as yeah. LeVar did, but yeah. Um, and if I kind of stay on the defensive side, um. You know some of the ones that stood out to me that we had kind of I think um, waves of linebacking groups. Yes, the the next group that really stood out to me um, in my memory, anyway, is the the Dan Connor. Yes, um, Paul Buzzlesley, Sean Paul Lee, Buzzlesley, Sean Lee. Yes, yeah, that Navarro right, Bowman. Right. Yeah, that, yeah. that whole crew of linebackers was kind of like the the next generation right. of linebacker. You you know yes, and, uh, just um, especially because. You know, you have a guy like Dan Connor who's from right down the road, right? Um, you know, right. Sophomore. Um, just seeing some of those, some of those um, household ki- kids from this area that become household yes. names. Um, it's just kind of amazing. Um, that's something that I really never got used to. So I, I went to high school in the Allentown area. I graduated from Mayus High School. Um, I did play football there. Uh, we weren't great, <laughs> um, uh, but we played against some. Right. I mean, the, there were some teams in the Lehigh Valley area at the time, Allentown Central Catholic. Yep. I think over the, the course of my high school career, there were probably five different kids that went and, and ended up playing at Penn State. Mike Saramelli was one who played fullback. Um, 
thinking of some some others. Uh, there was a quarterback, uh, Matt Seneca, came out of. Oh Allentown, yeah. Oh yeah. Allentown, okay. Allentown Central Catholic group. So just kind of seeing those guys on the high school field and then seeing them in Penn State uniforms. It's, I think Matt Seneca just took the Easton head did, coaching job. Did, yeah. 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 His name just came up. Is he? Oh, nice. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I just saw that come out. Um, another name, um, this is a little bit of a throwback that comes back to me is, um, Blair Thomas. Okay. Yeah. So, so and there's a story behind this. this is New York Jets legend. New York Jets legend, Blair Thomas. Um, so growing up in the Allentown area, there was a, uh, a little kind of day camp right near Emmaus high school called camp Olympic. And they used to run a, a football camp program called, um, Mike Gooman's, Mike Gooman's pro football camp. And so Mike was from Mike Goom was Penn, former Penn State player, um, Los Angeles Rams, Los Angeles Rams. I think so. Um, but from the Allentown area, uh, came back and brought all of these buddies of his to, to run this football camp um, during the summer. And Blair Thomas was one of the guys that came back to help kind of coach at this camp. And so I remember in kind of my you know, junior high to early high school. Um, era, all of us going, you know, from our from our area, going to this football camp and, and meeting Blair Thomas and I running one on one drills against this guy <laughs> who was, you know, very if not currently on the Jets, very recently, right, right at the time. Um, so that, that's just one player I remember meeting that um, it was just neat to line up against him for that's awesome sort of drills. Yeah. Um, I don't know, who, who so, so like some of the guys that like stick out to me are some of those guys like on that. 94 team mm-hmm. um just mm-hmm. like kajana carter like yeah you know like i knew of the guys before yeah. that like i knew of some of the like like you know some of the big players before that but like kyle brady yeah, yeah um i remember um oj mcduffie was like one of the early players that i remember and and like just those guys and that team was that well that 94 team that ended up winning the the rose bowl like that was that was awesome like i i Again, things that you never get. I'll never get over that they didn't win the national championship because they were better than Nebraska. Absolutely. They were better than Nebraska. Absolutely. Nebraska had some teams in that stretch that deserved national championships. That wasn't one of them. Yeah. Penn State deserved the national championship that year. There, there wasn't anybody that stacked up against them. No, there was the, um, up until the honestly up until the LSU team a few years ago. You could argue that that was still the best college offense. Yeah. Now, I again comparing eras is really tough, That's but like cool. you look at the numbers Penn State put up in that era mm-hmm. compared to what, you know, teams put up like now they, they, they still f- compare favorably to a lot of teams now. Um, and you add on what they were able to do defensively to, to that. Yeah. I'll, and again, I was, it's probably a blessing that I was younger. Cause if I was, if I was older, I would have been, that would have, that would right. Yeah. It would have been unacceptable to me. You're hundred. It would have been unacceptable right. to me. Yeah. Which, I was again, I, I've then. talked myself into, and I don't think this actually would have happened because it was the BCS era. But like I've talked myself into that that, that 2005 season that if Penn State, Texas, and USC were all undefeated, that Penn State was going to get left out anyway. So it's better we lost. And so that it's better that we lost because if we one lost team going to the to the Orange Bowl is perfectly fine. If we were undefeated, I I would. I would be. I still wouldn't be over it. I still wouldn't be over it, as you can tell, as the intensity of my voice has picked up just in the thirty seconds. Well, but like, and we still talk about ninety four right all the time, right? Yeah. So, like, I wouldn't be able to handle that. Whereas, oh, the one loss, like, ah, oh, well, at least it kept me. Like, sure. as heartbreaking as that would have been, we didn't. We just didn't win. Whereas, like that, something that's completely out of your control, I, yeah. I would have never gotten over it. Yeah, well, you guys touched on a lot of the ones. You know, Justin mentioned the ones that we watched when we were younger growing up. 
Uh, and Andy, you talked about the, that group of linebackers. That was my favorite, like watching Puzzlesny and Connor and, and yeah. then Sean Lee right after I left and Navarro Bowman. Like those guys were some of my favorites. Uh, Bobby Ingram, um, Curtis Enos, you know, yeah. like just a whole bunch of guys from that, that 90s, early 2000s era. Uh, were so much fun to uh, to 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 watch, but I, I think one of my favorites that doesn't get mentioned too often was uh, in 2008 with Daryl Clark. Yes, like Daryl Clark, Clark is an underrated one absolutely. in that group. Absolutely. So yeah, he's another one that jumps out to me. Enjoyed watching though Jordan Norwood, or Dion Butler, um, obviously uh, Derek Williams and Justin King, like all, all those guys. That entire 2005 team, like. I'll never forget them just being a student there and that run that they had. Those are always the ones that are going to jump out to me. But So I, here you go. That that 2008 team lost the 2009 Rose Bowl. Um, Jamie and I were dating for all of like a day at, at that point, and we watched that game together, and she didn't like – I probably toned it down a bit, but like she, 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 didn't she, she didn't bail after seeing me. I'm like, well, you've seen me at my worst. Like, so. so I kicked yeah. off the next game. We won. We're number one in the nation. Awesome. So the, the only other one you mentioned about the Blair Thomas thing. So I got to play against Austin Scott in high school because okay. now not in the regular season or, or postseason. It was a scrimmage, but yeah. uh, Wilson always scrimmaged Parkland yeah. and he was the big star for Parkland. And I remember we were in the same same graduating class. He went right up to Penn State with me, and I just remember having to tr- attempt to try to tackle him during that scrimmage my senior year. Yeah. It was uh, it was not happening. Yeah. And I mean, he rushed for I think he rushed for almost three thousand yards in a season when he was with Parkland that that his senior year. They they won the state championship that year. Yeah, I um, that. that that we were convinced. I shouldn't say we were. Their coach was convinced we were going to play each other in the final to go to the state championship because. Parkland ended up beating Central Dolphin, who beat us by two two points mm-hmm. um, in the district championship game. And they played Parkland the next week. But the Parkland coach had told Cantafio, was like, we're going to see you guys next week. Unfortunately, it didn't happen. It would have been nice to see uh, them in the regular season. But, yeah, Austin Scott's always the one that jumps after me. So, I mean, graduating from a man's Parkland was one of our yeah. finals. So I got yeah, you know all about Parkland. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think those are the ones that certainly stand out in my mind. Uh, guys covered a lot of them. Uh, Joe Jervicious, too. I love oh, yeah. Joe Jervicious. Yeah, yeah, big Jervicious. He mentioned McDuffie. I got the Penn yeah. State Dolphins connection there, so I always loved OJ McDuffie. See, the problem with Joe Jervicious is I remember he then for played. For the Giants. For the Giants, yeah. yes. And I think he also went to Tampa Bay. And the Buccaneers, yeah. And he was on those Tampa teams that beat the Eagles in the early 2000s. Yeah, so Jervicious, great things at Penn State, but then in terms of professional, not so well, good. Well, and it wasn't so great yes. when LeVar went, you know, to From Washington. The re- in yeah, New York from Washington and stuff like to that. New York, like, right? that wasn't fun. Right. And now you got Saquon in New York. So yeah, that's, what the that's heck? always been really difficult for me. And <laughs> Micah with the Cowboys. <laughs> yeah, right. Micah to the Cowboys. Yeah, so it hasn't been great. But in terms of like recent people, like in the last you know five six years, yeah. obviously Micah jumps out. Saquon, sure. Sure. Trace McSorley, who that's Justin and I, uh, Austin and Natalie met last year at the Effort Card Show. So that was really cool. Those uh those more more recent more modern players, but. Yeah. So for me, um, and I'm, I'm kind of going back a little bit again, I have uh, Tony and Larry Johnson. Both yes. As well. so, yeah. 
Uh, I, I mentioned my brother earlier. I'm not going to keep bringing him up, but he, <laughs> he did for a while uh, coach a little bit at State High. Um, okay. And got to coach Tony Johnson um, and, and got to know him a little bit. And then, you know, we got to see him, you know, turn into what he turned into at Penn State. So it was, it was kind of a neat turn. Yeah, it was Tony, Larry, and Bryant, right? They were all brothers yes. and cousins all together. Bryant was a not a brother, right? Cousin, I think a cousin. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, I remember that was that was yeah early early two thousands Penn State football. Yeah, we have a lot of memories from that stu- those teams for Not sure. Not a strong start. On Not a strong <laughs> start. All right, against UTSA, the Roadrunners are giving yeah, you a problem. The Roadrunners are off to a hot start. <laughs> This is a really interesting dynamic with you guys jumping out of the seat every time. I'm going to try to maintain my focus as we go in. Um, you guys mentioned uh, some some of the, the stellar wide receivers, and I think it's the 2005-2007 era. I'm thinking of Derek Williams, yes. Justin King. Yes. That, that group, and, and what sticks out to me about that group was it's the first time I remember um, kind of paying attention to the whole recruiting yes. cycle yes. And, and understanding like what is a what does it mean to be a five-star recruit and like that that kind of talk about yes. high school players that for the first time that's kind of when i remember hearing about that and and realizing that like what a star Derek williams was right. coming out of high school right and the expectations around right him. i don't remember a player before that that kind of came in with I, that much hype with that, that group. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And um, it just came up with Justin King. Justin yeah. King went to Gateway High School where yes. Wilson boys played their state playoff game right. this this year. And, like, you know, it's just like, you know, when, when I was at school in Pittsburgh, you'd hear Gateway High School all the time. Like, I don't hear it too much now unless I'm looking at high school scores, you know, trying to look at how things are going in District 7. But, like – you know, you hear Gateway High School, and the first thing I think of is, oh, that's where Justin King went to school. You know, yeah, like exactly. because I was yeah. paying attention to Absolutely. like the recruiting and and yeah. current Penn State staffer Justin. Yes, King. current that's current true. Penn State that staffer, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, we're yeah we're high on some of those guys that especially as they've come back, like Dion Barnes, like Joey and I are Calvin really high. Lowry, yeah, and Calvin Lowry, uh, Dion Barnes. You know, yeah. we in the athletic they've talked about there was an article. Almost probably a year or so ago now, about how Penn State turned around their Philadelphia recruiting because they used to recruit Philadelphia really well, and then it had fallen off. Mm-hmm. And they interviewed like five like coaches about like what happened, and they talked about how like they started essentially they changed the way they recruited there. And it's not all Deion Barnes, but he's part of that. Well, he, he coached has, at Northeast, right? right he, yes, and he's had a really strong relationship with a lot of the schools there. And so like they guys like Deion Barnes have helped that recruiting. And that's, you know, yeah, there, there's lots of things that have changed, you know, yeah. since that, but yeah, that 2005 team, I distinctly remember the recruiting paying attention to it then. And honestly, you know, that's a huge part of it anymore. Yeah, like you, you need, you need the guys. Um, you, you, there's lots of other stuff that goes into it as well, but if you don't have the guys, you're, you might be able to pull off a win here and there, but you're not going to consistently be beating the teams you want to beat every year. It's a pregnant pause right there. <laughs> yeah, I, I, uh, I'm, I'm just looking over my list of, of other players that I've written down. Um, and I guess if we're, if we're talking about highly touted recruits coming in, yeah. Christian Hackenberg. Yeah. In, like that era. So I, I have the utmost amount of respect for those guys who committed after everything that went down yeah. and 
stuck with it. And, you know, Brenneman suffered through the injuries and then transferred to UMass, but he still has a lot of love for the program. I think, I think Hackenberg does too, to, on some level. I, I feel bad for him because, you know, he was the first big Penn State recruit to, to commit and then sign after all the events of 2011 and 2012 went down. And then he kind of got the rug pulled out from under him with the change in offensive system because yeah. he looked really good as a freshman yeah. under Bill O'Brien. But then when James, after B.O.B. leaves, Franklin comes in and, and eventually you see how Trace McSorley was able to excel in the program yeah. after Hackenberg left. Well, I, mean, and, I mean, that's why Franklin brought him along, right? Like, that's the type of player that well, he wanted. Him. Yeah, and, and Trace decommitting from Vanderbilt to come to Penn State, he always said that the reason he left – Vanderbilt was because of Franklin, obviously, but Franklin was the only coach or one of the few coaches who believed that he could play quarterback. Yeah, yeah everyone wanted to play safety. In all, yeah, in all the recruiting services, yeah. they li- listed Trace McSorley as a safety, but yeah. he was playing pe- quarterback at Penn State and was going to at Vanderbilt as well. So it, it's a shame that things didn't pan out for Hackenberg the way that everyone hoped. Um, I enjoyed watching him play. I mean, I saw him play as a freshman. We went to that, um, I don't think it was called the kickoff classic, but it was against Syracuse in the Meadowlands. So we got to see uh, him play in that game. And, uh, of course, we also got to see, was that, I guess that wasn't him. No, no, that was O'Brien's first game when they lost to Ohio. I was at I was at that game too. So, but that was, that wasn't Hackenberg. So, yeah. That's still that was O'Brien's first game no, uh, in 2012, I guess. Okay. Uh, which would have been, um, yeah, you know, um, the walk-on, the wa- yeah. McGloin. McGloin. Yeah, McGloin. man, yeah. can't forget that name. Come on. Yeah. yeah. But he was Moxie. another one underdog. Yeah, Moxie. just so much, so much Moxie. What he was able to do throughout 2012 was uh, was impressive to keep that game, you know, that season going. I mean, Justin already touched on it. What a season 2012 was. Yeah. Well, that, that's a name I actually did not write down on my list, but one that definitely sticks out to me. I mean, a kid that um, comes up as a walk-on, yeah. um, lands in the starting role, and just through sheer will doesn't give it up. Right, right. <laughs> so I think it was um, – I don't remember exactly which one, but it was one of the like the Penn State football like podcasts um, – where like he he was on there and I th- it was around the time where he had started working as like the sideline reporter too yeah. so like but he was just talking about how like he just refused to not believe in himself like yeah. he he knew he was good enough he yeah. knew he'd get it done and like how he just like kind of there were a lot of things stacked up against him but he just kind of kept fighting and yeah and honestly he kind of personified that that next wave you know of like the resiliency and not the highly touted recruits or not yeah. the things that, you know, but guys who just got the job done more times than not, even though things are stacked against them. Yeah. yeah I, I hate to admit it, I hung on to Rob Bolden for far too long <laughs> oh, thinking yeah. that he was the guy. Gosh. Uh, and it just kept going back. Well, you just look point. at like the physical tools, like right. Rob Bolden should be the guy. Right. Like, you know, and again, like things work out where it's not and it, it's hard. That's part of that happens even on the teams that have. Stetson Bennett was run off of the Georgia team to a JUCO and had to come back um, because he wasn't the highly touted recruit. And now he's, you know, two-time national champion. Like it it just happens, like even at the highest level programs. Um, But yeah, like seeing some of those as they would go through were were just pretty interesting. Yeah. Like Joey said, I, I, I I had a lot of respect for Christian Hackenberg and for, for that whole, 
you know, group of guys yeah. that, that signed on and stayed, um, even after, um, you know, even after BOB left. And right, then, right. And like Joey said, the shift in the offense. I mean, the offensive line was decimated at that point. Right. I mean, Hackenberg was just a target stand. Right, exactly. Like, you know, they, they go to that Temple game and just get sacked, like, yeah. what, 13 times or something like that because they can't protect anybody. Like, they didn't have – but they only had, what, like 50 scholarships. Yeah. Like they. Yeah. Well, you know, we're talking a, a decade ago, these games now in 2012, 2013, yeah. in that era. Yeah, I, I would honestly say that this past season, 2022, is the first time the offensive line looked cohesive. Like, yeah. actually, like, a good yeah. offensive line. Well, that's like – because, you know, we spin that forward. I, I look at, like, Saquon. Saquon with the Giants has been a lot of what it was at Penn State. Yep. If he can get to the edge, he's going to make a spectacular play. Yep. But people are like, yeah, but he has, like, you know, three or four carries a game where he loses two yards. Yes, on those carries, he's getting tackled before he gets the ball. Like, it, yeah, there are sometimes it's on the running back, and sometimes it's not. You know, yep. and there were so many times in his career at Penn State, and, and thankfully with the Giants, where – you know, sometimes you're getting hit before you get the ball or as you get the ball. That's not on the running back, you know, like, um, and I feel like, and I honestly, I feel like that hurt his like Heisman chances and stuff yeah. like that. Cause if you watched him, he was the offense, you know, well, oh, yeah. like he was what made the offense tick. And, and when he didn't have it going, there were going to be issues. Um, but if he didn't have it going, it wasn't because of any fault of his own. I just always remember with Saquon, his performance at Iowa, where he caught that. That was that the one where Jawan Johnson caught it in the last play of the yes. game. Yes, yes. They they just yes. refused to go down. They refused to. Quit. Oh, that was that that Saquon moment where they threw, kept throwing like checkdown swing passes to him, and he'd make people miss. He got hit. He jumped it in the air, get hit, and still being able to run like what he was able to do by, in by Iowa defenders who are now multi-year pros in the NFL. You know, right. like and he's just shaking them off or making a miss and yeah, he was he was special he made a couple of guys look silly in that oh game. he did oh he did yeah, yeah. for sure right. what else do you have you have anything else so i mean I, I figured this was also a good time to kind of talk about some expectations for the upcoming season. yeah let's, let's um, do it and just um kind of looking ahead you know a lot of positives obviously came out of last season um still haven't gotten to the point where i could say you know confidently we could finish a season and and really lock in, you know, obviously a playoff berth or, or you know, maybe under the expanded, uh, you know, playoff system, maybe that happens. Um, but I've, I've kind of looking at the teams that are making the playoffs, I, I don't think I'm, I'm um, disillusioned enough to say, like, like Penn State should be one of those those teams at the end. We're, I don't think we're there yet. Yeah. Um, but, I, but I think, you know, I'm, I'm seeing some things from the, the talent that we have on the field. Local talent, um, yeah, yes. You know, <laughs> recent you know acquisitions. We yeah. got a young team, um, and I'm excited about this the the, the quarterback prospect. So, um, the the whole quarterback dynamic at Penn State has been kind of um, mercurial. Maybe maybe that's yeah. something I'll say. Um, you know, it, it seems like, and maybe this is true for all college programs, but it seems like. You know, we we always get into this situation thinking back, like to to the Rashard Casey, Kevin Thompson. Yes, yes. we always have. You know, the, the the guy that we think is a starter. You know, he he trips up a few times, and then all of a sudden we've got the you know we're in love with the backup quarterback right. and the most and, popular and, player on the team. Yeah, right. exactly. So exactly. like yeah, like Zach Mills. Yeah. So I was there in two thousand one when the South End Zone expansion opened up. Yep. Um. All, all the things not surrounding that g- actual game were amazing. The mm-hmm. South End Zone, it was crazy atmosphere. Um, Adam Talley Fair runs out, like just 
unreal like atmosphere. And then Miami absolutely smoked that was us. One of the best college now, football yeah, teams. Go ever. on to learn that's one of the best college football teams ever. And they looked every bit the part yeah. when I was watching yeah. um, that game. But like Zach Mills came in there and like lit a spark. Now it was a second half spark. And I use that term loosely because they were able to just like move the ball. But yeah, everybody falls in love with Zach Mills, and then you're like, oh well. Well, you know. I mean, we, we had the same thing. The same thing happened with Trace, right? And and Christian uh, Hackenberg. The same thing happened with Sean Clifford. With Trace, you know, he came in yep. threw a couple of deep balls, right? right. A couple of t- like it wasn't his first pass ever. Yeah, a touchdown. Yeah, that's yeah. And it's like the the Sean Clifford era is here. Well, right. we still had. Two more years of tracing that right, point, right? Right. And and now, you know, you go through this whole season with the questions about Sean Clifford. Right. I've I've, I've liked Sean Clifford. I, yeah. I think he's, you know, he's he was experienced. He, he, he was the guy we needed this year. He definitely was the guy. And I think I, I think if it would have been a, a, a grave mistake to rush Drew Alar into that position yeah, right. this season. Uh, I think the way that they exposed him to game experience. Um, gave him some early snaps, gave him some opportunities, scripted or not, whatever they were. Right. Um, I think that was a really good way to kind of ease him into this role. You know, that now that he's essentially being coordinated. Right. You know, I mean, right. And the, apparently, there's still a competition going on. Right. Right. I, I don't know that that's the case, right. but um, but now you know the the drool our era is is officially here, and you're hearing nothing but you know praise coming right. from right. Well, that side. and I look at it, you know. Clifford was in a tough spot, and honestly, I don't know that I could have asked him to handle it any better, including from the, like, off-the-field stuff where, yeah. like, you know, I don't know that there's a guy who I would want the young guy to, like, you know, be the understudy for more than, right. than Clifford. You know, like, right. who just clearly loves the school, you know, loves the university, loves the program, loves, you know, all those things, because, like, he, he could have gone somewhere else, you know, he right. could have, or just kind of wrapped it up, or, like, he... He could have done all those things, and he stuck with it, even though, like, outside the program, at least, there were all kinds of people who were always calling for his job, you know? Because, um, you know, you said it, like, Alar might, I hope, I hope he lights up West Virginia on, yeah. on Labor Day weekend. Oh, I hope and, like, so, yes. And, you know, and does all that stuff. Like, yeah. But, like, you know, he's going to have, there's going to be bumps in the road. He's not, he's not going to, I don't know that. I, I would be willing to bet he's not going to win the Heisman this year, you know, but, like, there's going to be bumps, and there'll be people who are like, "Oh well, let's see what Pribula has got." You know, like yeah. you, you can't you can't just be that quick to jump, right? Right. Yeah, hundred percent agree. I love the. I'm going to hop over here see if we have any comments. I didn't want to forget anyone watching. I'm sure. I'm sure Andy's going to bring in the crowd. So let's uh, let's see if anyone jumped in. I don't see any on there, so I think we're good. Um, so speaking of Bo Prabula, we got to see him play against Wilson, which is always yeah. fun to get to see Penn State pro- prospects, the targets, commitments, and now actual people on the roster. Um, he was impressive. He's a very good player. But when you're going up against a guy like Aller, who just the prototypical everything, yeah. you're going uphill battle. But the best thing is, uh, oh, sorry, <laughs> am I taking a yeah, word yeah, away? Yeah, yeah. Um, what was I saying? Oh, Prabula. He's going to fight, which is great. Keep pushing Aller because that's all he needs. And yeah. Aller looks the part. I, he's going to be the guy. I don't think Prabula is going to beat him out. That would be shocking to everyone. Yeah. <laughs> but I, it, I, I'm glad he's sticking it out, at least for this year, to push Aller. Now, if he doesn't make any progress and it doesn't look like he's ever going to get it, maybe he will leave. I don't know. Right. Maybe he just always wanted to play at Penn State and he'll take his moments when they come, which would be great. 
But, you know, we've also got to see another one of Penn State's big-time playmakers in this area. Uh, Justin and I said for many years we couldn't wait for him to be gone from Governor Mifflin because we <laughs> wanted to be able to cheer for him. Yeah. And, well, Nick Singleton lived up to the height this past season because yeah. what a Man. phenomenal freshman season. Yeah. Yeah, that was so much fun to watch. And pretty much every time he was breaking off a touchdown run or a big run, I'd say to Joey, I'm like, this is so much more fun this year than last year. Yes. Like, yes. <laughs> like yeah. it's so much more fun watching him run Pat run for like dressed in blue and white than it was yeah. uh, those colors from across town. So, well, and it's it's you know it's kind of vindicating, right? <laughs> yes, <laughs> to see how yes. he's oh, yeah, he was that good, <laughs> right? Yeah, he right, is who we thought he was, right? Yes, <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. He he was like you know. Running past those Utah defenders, you know, yeah. in the Rose Bowl, not just the Rose Bowl, but like that Auburn game. Oh my gosh, that was maybe my favorite game this uh, past year. <laughs> like, like, Absolutely. just talk about like a vindicating, yep. like, performance. And I know Auburn ha- was a hot mess this year. I don't care because it, if but honestly they weren't a hot mess until after that game. No, that's what that's they what really sealed were. it all. Right? Yeah. There was you know there were some questions and everything, yeah. but like not just losing, but the way they yes. lost. That that became the SEC went from rooting for Auburn in that because they're really big on rooting for their conference yeah. to rooting against them because they're like no they have to be bad because yeah. like we can't have them be good and have that yeah. loss on there like yeah. we need them to be bad yeah. um, and another situation where like I'm not a huge fan of the coach they had but like man talk about a tough deal when it sounds like the the uh, donors and everything had already made that decision. Like you were, you were, you know, dead man walking yeah, all season pretty no much. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, that, that was fun um, to go down there and, and beat them. But yeah, like, well now, you know, the connection, they've got Jevin Williams up there who was getting high praise in spring yeah. practice. Like we talked about um, adding some depth, you know, uh, it was Drew Shelton saw play in basketball against Wilson yep. last Kid, year? Downtown. Yeah, Downingtown Kid. Um, yes, yeah, uh, Schlaffer, I think, yep. is up there. Like, yeah, Joey Schlaffer, Javen Well, and you're seeing, and this isn't necessarily new this year, but it's one of those things where like a lot of these big time kids are going up in January, yep. and like, you know what? For some of them, it's not the biggest difference, you know. But for some of these kids, that's the difference between whether or not they're going to see the field. Absolutely. At least in September yeah. or October, yeah. you know, like, yeah. um, and, you know, you think that's like six months. Well, look at all the, they get the winter workouts, they get the spring practice, you know, you get all those things. And in college where it's still, I mean, it's regulated in the pros, but it's it's different there. But like here where it's a huge step from wherever you're, I don't care what program you're coming from in high school, it's a huge step to what the expectations are uh, when you, when you go up there and to kind of have that and to be able to get all those things, you know, and it's just a, it's good for the program. I, it would be a tough to be a kid who has to make that decision, you know, giving up those, those high school things, but same time, like if you're ready and, and, and depending on what your goals are, like I, I get that too. Right. Like, right. The kids who are doing that are the kids, their goal is to play in the NFL, I would imagine. And so, well, let's get that clock rolling. You know, they're they're ready to go. So, um, but yeah, I don't know how a kid can walk into summer camp from high school and expect to step in. You know, yeah, in, in, in the fall, right? The first day, of the first game, right? Just, 
right. we're still learning things. Well, and we saw a lot with the basketball this year where because of the COVID year and because of the new transfer rules and like all those things like combined, you end up with some like I think Houston had like three guys who were like twenty four or twenty five <laughs> on their team. Like and you get that in college. Like so like I just think and again I was obviously not a Division One football player. I was not a Division Three well, football you player. Lied I lied to me. So like, <laughs> yeah, I yeah, um, yeah. I was gonna make a Notre Dame coach reference because didn't they like almost hire a guy who had lied on his resume and then they fired him before they started? <laughs> yeah, Georgia Tech. Right? Yeah, yeah. Like was that? it? Yeah. Um, was oh, that like was George Leary or something? Yeah, like that? George Leary. Yeah, Leary. yeah, yeah. So, um, so anyway, but like, you know. I just think about where I was like physically and mentally at like 18 years old. Yeah. Like, you know, you show up and <laughs> Oh my gosh. Like going against these, these men, you know, like, well, that's like, I love that they walk into the stadium, you know, and there I am standing on the curb, you know, sometimes it's like Austin on my shoulders or Colton yeah. on my shoulders or whatever. And these dudes are looking me in the eye, you know, and I'm standing on the curb and they're still, towering over me but like you know we're closer to the same height um it's just yeah the size of these guys at these programs is just unbelievable so andy to get back to the the question you asked here <laughs> talking about this season now we've been meandering that's okay it's all been fun talking penn state football I, and whatever to be way fair possible. i told him that would happen oh uh, yeah it, it happens all the time we'll, we'll talk for a half an hour and then be like all right well let's get into our main topic you know <laughs> but expectations for this season yeah so where are we at why i mean it's your question your topic why don't you hit us with what you expect from penn state football this year yeah i, I guess i'm i'm trying to kind of reserve my my expectations a little bit mainly pull it I back mean, a little we, we have talked uh, long and hard about the the amount of heartbreak that yes. we feel um so I'm, maybe i'm trying to build a wall you condition yourself to be yeah. let down yeah. so you can never be disappointed but, but i feel like you know <laughs> We, we have a, uh, a, a brand new quarterback. Um, we've got some experience around him on the offensive line, on you know, in our running back room. Um, some questions at receivers got some transfers though, so you know there there may be some more weapons there. Um, I, I feel good about the season. I think the the same hurdles are going to be the same hurdles, right? Michigan, it's always Michigan, Ohio it's State, always Ohio State, and then there's always one more thrown in there. You right, surprise Wisconsin or surprise. Michigan yes. State's good all of or like now, I know we didn't see them this year, but Illinois was very right. good this past right. year. So I, I always worry about those games, but really, I feel like if we if we get past even either or Michigan or Ohio State, uh, get to maybe you know, you know a, a ten and two or an eleven and whatever, eleven and one. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like um, even if it's not a playoff team, that would be a really successful season. I, I completely agree in that regard. I know there are people that are going to be like, well, if they go, you know, 11 and 2, but lose to Michigan, Ohio State, who really cares? I'm like, I care. 11 wins is fantastic. Yeah. Playing in another New Year's Six game, yeah. it takes time to build a program. Yeah. Georgia didn't unseat Alabama overnight. Georgia's been building for a long time. Right. Alabama's still hanging around. Look at Clemson. They had a great run of, what, five, six years, but they've come back a little bit, but they're still really good. I'm sure all fans of all those teams, you know, you get to 11, 12 win season, that's pretty great. I know Alabama and Georgia are always, they got to win the national championship, which are a failure. And I hope one day Penn State is that. Well, we didn't win the national championship. It's a failure of a season. I don't, I'm not at that point. You know, you get 
you get to 10 wins in the regular season, I'm, I'll be super thrilled. And I, I don't think that's settling. Do I want to beat Michigan and Ohio State? Yes. We've beaten Michigan plenty of times recently. I know there was a tough go of it in the 90s and early 2000s. We've had a few wins against Michigan. Ohio State's the bigger one for yeah. me. They're the bigger fish, despite Michigan beating Ohio State the last two years. And I know their, their fans, their Go Blue fans are all about it. I'm still not ready to declare Michigan the best team in the Big Ten, even with two straight wins over Ohio State. It's, Ohio State's been dominant for the better part of you know a dozen years, fifteen years, uh, twenty years. I mean, look back. We were just talking about the 2001 Miami team. You know, those those great Miami teams. Who'd they lose to? Ohio State. So, I feel that Penn State has enough talent coming back that we should be looking at a double-digit win season before a bowl game is thrown in there. I think ten and two is very reasonable. Mm-hmm. With Michigan and Ohio State being, t- you know, toss ups at bet, maybe guaranteed losses. Uh, I don't want to talk that way, but you know, look at the the trend recently. The it would be more upsetting to me, and I talked to Justin about this just a few weeks ago. Is when they lose a game that they shouldn't have lost. Yeah. You lose to Michigan and Ohio State. Yeah, that's unfortunate, but you were expected to lose. Yeah. When they lost in sixteen and seventeen, or no, sorry, sixteen and seven. Yeah. When they lost to Michigan State in those back-to-back yeah. years with yeah. the team that we thought was better, you know, 16, we're like, wow, this is great. We upset Ohio State. We look bad at the beginning of the year, but you end up, you you, you lose a game you shouldn't have. And it happened again in 2017. Yeah. That that one really stung because so many people were back on that 2017 team, and I feel like they underachieved. Yeah. But uh, was, was one of those the weather delay games? Yes, I think this, the was that the 17 so one? Yeah, it was delayed like three hours yeah. or something like that. Yeah. So the the... Justin's brought this up, sent me articles about it. You've probably seen it too. I don't believe a single team in at least the Power Five conferences would have benefited more from a 12-team playoff than Penn State. Mm. Or they're one of like two or three teams that would have seen their playoff experience, um, experiences jump. Penn State would have made it, I think, with a 12-team field, if it would have started when they started this 14 playoff, I think Penn State would have made it. Well, do you remember what it was, Justin, like five times or something yes, like that? Five times crazy, yeah. in almost 10 years? Like every other year you're in the playoff? I gave up the touchdown, but not the two-point conversion. So, so I'll just – I mean, I'm right there with you, Andy, and I'll let Justin go then. But I'm expecting a 10-win season. I hope that 10 wins are before the bowl game, and the bowl game can be win number 11 just like this year. Winning the Rose Bowl, like this was a fantastic season. I wouldn't trade this for anything other than a national championship. Uh, this is exactly how I'd want my season to go. If you can say I'm going to go win 11 games and win the Rose Bowl, I would take that more often than not. Like, why would you pass that up? Yeah, yeah, and and I kind of to build on that. Like, yes, I understand. Like, the goal is to be a playoff contender and a national title contender. But like I said, look at le- like two years ago now, like two seasons ago. But like last year's team. The next step wasn't playoff contender. The next mm-hmm. step was New Year's Six contender. And that's what they did. Like, right. the, actually, for the last, the previous two years, the next yeah. step wouldn't have been. And I'm like, so that was the next step. Now, the next step is to make that the standard and or build on that. And so, like, my expectation is a New Year's Six Bowl, yeah. which essentially means 10 wins. I think if we get to 10 wins in the regular season, I think we go because Penn State usually is a good draw right um so like i I look at that i you know and our our friend like um our friend Corey, like he he is always talking he's always like when are we going to be to the point where he's like look at michigan and ohio state like they expect to win every game every year and he's like when are we going to get to a level where 
we're not not that we won't lose, but that we like don't expect to lose. Like because we're sitting here being like, well, yeah. Ohio State and Michigan were will easily lose at least one, probably both. Well, I, I don't disagree with that, but like I feel like Michigan, we have a shot because it's at Penn State. Mm-hmm. Ohio State's going to be tough, but like hopefully Drew has some experience by the time we get there. And you're going to need the other guys. We're going to need the line to be doing well. We'll need a, the running backs to continue to get better, and we'll need the, to have established our wide receivers at that point. And if we do that, awesome. I, I think we've got a decent shot. If not, I, I don't know, but we'll see. You know, I think my expectation is ten wins. That's tough though because you're either saying Michigan and Ohio State are it or we're winning all those other games that I chalk up as even toss-ups where I slightly favor us like I know I I feel we're better than Iowa but they're always tough that's at home though right that is at home and likely a whiteout game because of when some of the other games are but not not that's not set yet but like I and I I hope we beat them, and we should beat them. But even here, like we should beat West Virginia. But first game of the season, oh, see that one, yeah. awesome. right? And this is yeah. why. And like, look, I understand. Like, we have tickets. I love when they schedule teams like West Virginia or they schedule sure. Auburn or like yeah. that's that's great. Better start but like, strong. You don't get three preseason games like you have in the NFL. Yeah. Like you better <laughs> start right. You better start going. Your scrimmage is in April. You know, like. So now you've got to hit the ground running. Yeah. Like, let's go. And should they be able to beat West Virginia? Absolutely. But guess what? West Virginia's coach is coaching for his his job too, because a lot of people thought he was going to be fired last year. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how like the games like that go. And they've got some, you know, challenging games there. I'm glad we moved it so UMass is coming out of the bye because that hasn't been real good for us lately. <laughs> like if that's a problem, then we've got bigger issues. You know, like so like I understand like no one gets real excited about UMass. No, but like yeah, put them when we've struggled, you know, put them at those games. And so like while I hesitate for those, the game is about winning as many games as you can because they've shown that it doesn't really matter who what those games are. And they can talk all they want about strength of schedule. If you win your games, you're going to be rewarded. Absolutely. And so let, let's let's schedule games we can win. Now, again, I think we can beat West Virginia. I think we can beat Iowa. We don't really have control over. You know, that's in the conference. But, like, you know what? That's just kind well, of the way it goes. I, I feel like historically the Big Ten has been tough enough, right? Like, right. We, Right, the crap out of each other on right. a weekly basis. Exactly. Like, let's schedule some. Let's schedule some wins. I'm okay with that. Right. Yeah. And yeah. So, I I hope we get to ten. the The problem is, and we talk about this. Expectations change early on. So, like, if they, if they look good, like if they look good against West Virginia, even though I know West Virginia is probably not going to be that great this year, I'm going to be like, all right, here we go. Yeah. And then if they look good against Iowa, and we're we're sitting good towards the end of September, I'm going to be like, all right, now. You know, if we can get to one and then, you know, Ohio State or Michigan, we beat one of those teams and the other team goes undefeated, you know, like maybe we can like piggyback on them and get, you know, I start running through all those what ifs. Right. Exactly. Exactly. But it's going to be interesting because we, they got maybe more guys to stick around this past year than we have, than maybe we could have expected, but it's not going to happen next year. Now, but then you got to hope that you got to build on this success because they had a good recruiting class. You need... You keep stacking up New Year's Six games, you're going to keep being able to build right. on the recruiting. Right. 
that that's I'm, I'm glad you brought that up the the this idea of the transfer portal because um, I just I, I wonder you know we're we're in and maybe we're a couple years into it now but we are essentially in another kind of iteration another era of college football with, right with the transfer yeah. portal with NIL with yeah so many of these new kind of um, things that you know going back to when we were in school you know none of this was legal right <laughs> this is all right. Right. Amateurs. You had to be right. careful if like a player showed up at the tailgate right. afterwards because yeah, exactly. you're like, oh man, I don't know what we're allowed to like yeah. do here or not. Yeah. Like or like the whole you can have you can have bagels, but I can't give you cream cheese for the bagel. <laughs> like, you know, you can have butter, that's it. Yeah. I just I just wonder how how long some of these um kind of these these dynasties like Alabama and Ohio State yeah. are gonna be able to continue to maintain that, you know, when you've you know, historically, they've you look at a, a team like Ohio State, and they've got a stable of running right. backs, a stable of wide receivers. There's guys sitting. It's right. like, it's like well, Wilson, right? Like, right. There's, there's guys sitting and sitting and sitting. Like they don't have to do that anymore, right? Right. So, well, how do you continue to build and, on that? And it's very different in college basketball because it only takes a couple guys. You're only playing five guys at yes. a time, all that stuff. But like, look at it. That's how Florida Atlantic, Miami. I was telling him, I think it was him. I was like, look at where all these schools are slash their NIL. Like UConn is the only one where you're not like, hey, let's go to, you know, stores, Connecticut. But like, they're a basketball school, you know? So, you know, NIL money's there. Oh, and they have the son of a legendary, like, high school basketball coach Mm -hmm. and basketball name. Then you have Florida Atlantic, who doesn't want to go to Boca Raton, Miami, who doesn't want to go to Miami, and San Diego State. Like, you get kids on campus. I remember when Lonnie Walker visited Miami. People were like, why would you go to Miami? I'm like, have you been to Miami? <laughs> like, have you been to Miami? I was at Miami, and I'm not a Division One recruit. Yeah. Like, you know, I can see why someone would go there and be like, yeah, I could play here. Right. You know, like, yeah. I can make this work. Um, yeah, it's it's a different it's a different world. And I, Joey and I talk about this all the time. Like, I don't I think I know how I feel about the NIL stuff and things like that, but it, it changes as, yep. as examples come because it's still new for us too. Sure. But regardless of that, it's part of the game now, and I want Penn State to be good at it. Like, I want us to be good with the transfer portal. I want we us to be good at NIL. Right. You know, we, we got to do it to compete. Right? Exactly. Exactly. It. So we'll see. But let's – yeah. I, the, the losses will be disappointing if and when they happen. But, you know, if we're sitting there going to – you know, the Orange Bowl or the Rose Bowl or something like that again, or Fiesta Bowl, like, I that's a good spot to be, you know, yeah. so. Yeah. Is, that, is that it? Did we put a bow on it there? Or is there let's give Andy that's, our final Yeah, we'll give word. him the last lesson. Yeah, I've, got... I've really appreciated the discussion tonight, guys. And that, like, we've covered all of my <laughs> Did we notes. get, we got, we drew I, I actually wrote Phillies on there, but I don't want to talk yeah, about the Phillies not. right I, now. Actually, so does anyone there. know what the status is? So I got a text that know. said they may be, they may get their first win. So oh, let me, let me pull it up. Here it comes. So Justin and I did our MLB preview last week, right? And I, for once, actually went above Justin's win total, which I don't usually do. Justin's usually like very optimistic about they, the Phillies. They did not win, but maybe we'll get their first win this week. Oh, oh, I misread the text. Is it maybe we'll get to see their first win when we see them on Thursday? Oh, okay. <laughs> I see. Yeah. So, well, this is a rough start. Oh, Getting swept by the Rangers. The pitching looks awful. I, I mean. Batters, like, well, I don't know how many runs they scored today. They only scored one, okay. but they lost 2-1. So, like, the pitching was there today. <laughs> so, this is – all right, it's it's early. Okay? <laughs> you can't hit the panic button when it comes to baseball, but this is frustrating because they were supposed to be – they're supposed to be good. Like, this is the expectation thing we yes, talk about. it'll be fine. Like, it'll be fine. 
<laughs> last year we thought they could be good. We, we hoped they would be, but they hadn't been in so long. It was such a surprise with the way they played basically only from September on. Like they were always, you know, they were playing right. good and then Harper got hurt, but it was just such a shock. And the fall was so fun. Like October was amazing. But now the expectations are there. Right. Not right. after a great start, Expectations no. have changed. Right. Three three down, 159 to go. <laughs> I'm sure they have time to write the ship. But it was it was a rough watch yesterday. Well, yes. we, we will be there Saturday. I'm not sure who oh, the there we uh, go. starting pitching is yet, but yeah. well, hopefully yeah. you know, it, it's tough when you give up two and you're still averaging giving up like nearly double digits for the series because yeah. you gave up so many the first two nights. Yeah, it was a it was a it was a rough one. I I was super excited on Thursday when they jumped out to a five five nothing lead. I think it was. Yeah, yeah. And then all of a sudden, I left to take Natalie to soccer and gave up like nine see, runs without yeah. an out, basically. Yeah. Like, and, and it was just just a bummer to it's see. It's hard to do. The, the, that's, that's hard to do. The guy they got in the trade for Beerling and Maiden. Right, right. Maiden didn't get a single out. No, no. So yeah, I I don't know. We'll see about the Phillies, but it's super early. Uh, certainly not ready to hit the panic button, but you would like to. You would have liked to get a win in the opening weekend. <laughs> right, right. Hopefully, they can do it in the home opening. Well, so uh, the problem is now they go to the Yankees. They go to the Yankees next. Fantastic. Yeah. So. So, but yeah, I mean, there'll be Phillies talk sprinkled in throughout the next few months. Yeah. But you they've know, got the good news is they've got time. They've, they've got, got plenty time. of yes. time. They got nothing but time. So. Well, yeah, Andy, thank you so much for joining us. Sorry it took a year to get you on the show, but it was worth it to uh, sit here and talk, uh, reminisce about Penn State football. So appreciate the topic. That's always been uh, up in the air with our bracket challenge winner yeah. uh, of whether or not it was something Justin and I were going to want to talk about. <laughs> yeah, this was much better than when Corinne won. I so. heard that. So, yeah, Corinne Cr- uh, definitely... Uh, picks topics that I have to veto, which I told her that's in the rules now. I, when I put it out there. Yeah. While there isn't an expiration, there is, there is Joey gets first refusal. We must approve it. I let her sneak by years ago. Well, now you mentioned that there was no expiration date and I was told today that Jamie actually won and still has not been on the yeah, show. Yeah, she, she's so, I, I just want to throw that out there. Not trying well, to stir anything I, up. I'm going to have to defer to Justin on that one. Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, you're right. I mean, my aunt also won, I think, twice. Both years mm-hmm. Villanova won. She won. Mm-hmm. Um, I-, I offered for her to come on the show because she told me she wanted to talk about the dog show. She's in, in <laughs> oh, the yes, dog yes. show. Uh, I offered her a shirt and to come on the show. She's never taken us up on the offer. It still stands if you'd like to join us, Aunt Steph. Uh, but yeah, she rode Villanova when they won the two out of three years, and she won both those years. Our dads both won, and we got to have them on on yeah, Father's Day yeah. one year. Nice. So that was really fun. They tied that that, they yeah. tied that year. So that was one of the first years we did it, I think, the first few. So, but yeah, this was great. So I uh, appreciate being on, Andy. Wouldn't be disappointed if you won again or uh, if you want to come on after a Penn State experience and talk <laughs> about it. Uh, be happy to. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. So I appreciate you joining us and, and picking a great topic. So, Justin, do you have anything anything else you wanted to say? Any shout-outs or mentions or preparations or anything like that? No. <laughs> <laughs> Justin's always concise and to the point. I Going for the hard stuff. I love it. So. Um, happy belated birthday to Jason. We got to yeah. uh, his birthday was Friday. I actually went to uh, Morgantown Casino last night to celebrate for the first time. It was a lot of fun. Uh, huge storm went through while we were down there. Spawned some tornadoes right after it passed through. 
which was uh, interesting because you're in a box with no windows, <laughs> can't tell what it's doing outside, and we finally figured out that that was rain we were hearing. Oh, wow. Um, but, you know, the Final Four was the games were on, and any of the Philadelphia stations that they were streaming on DirecTV, well, once they came back on, because DirecTV right, right. shut down, you couldn't mm-hmm. see anything as a storm. Then we started getting the tornado warnings popping up, yep. and we're like, wait, here? <laughs> yeah. and like, honestly, we're probably in a pretty safe spot because there's no windows anywhere. Right. We're in the middle of a building. We'll be fine, but it was a little bit farther farther uh, south and west of us. But um, we did really well at the casino. I'm happy about that. Hey, well, I almost go. never go. And when I do, I want to come out on the positive side of things. So congratulations to us and happy birthday to Jason, <laughs> who did not win anything. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that was a lot of fun. So um, anyone get pranked yesterday? Anyone fall for anything? I I've, I pretty much have my guard up, especially on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh, gosh, right, right, right. yeah. One right. Day of the year I saw I saw one that. today. I was like, glad it's glad it's April second. I can go back to believing everything I see on the internet today. <laughs> yeah, like, right? What could go wrong? <laughs> I did see a post about uh, the Eagles signing Zeke yesterday. Oh gosh, that, 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 that floated, Which for uh, a second I said, you know what? They were talking. No, no, no. no. I think he <laughs> was <laughs> talking. Yeah, yeah. What did I see? Oh, I saw one today from actually PA Football News posted that. Centralia football was coming back. Oh. <laughs> I, 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 they posted it yesterday, but I only saw it today. Right, right. And when right. I read it, I was like, that doesn't make sense. Like, <laughs> I'm really baffled. And then I looked when it was posted, right. it was like yeah. a day ago. I was like, makes a lot more sense. I was like, now. I think one of those accounts posted too about like two years ago, I think, or maybe a, longer than that now, when they posted about the team getting a dome out west and yeah, like they, so everyone like freaked out. And yeah, these, like, like yeah. if the proposal goes through, it'll be the first Pennsylvania team with a dome. <laughs> right, right. And all oh, the people that bid on it was really, you know, immediately right, people right, just yeah. jump on that. And he he reposted it. I th- actually think he posted it like in 2018 or something. Yeah, yeah, it's been a while now. 2019, every year he's just like my best one ever. <laughs> yeah. I feel like Russ Tucker is doing those. Oh, oh yes, like, he all, all the time. Oh, it's all great. Long. It's great. Nothing will make me laugh more than the Kenny Pickett one. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I don't yes. think he can play in Pittsburgh with a small hand. Never right. people that just just missed it. And he, what did I just send you? It was like Ross trolling again. What was yeah. it? Oh, it was about. Um, Verlander going on the DL. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh man, people make up injuries to even go on the DL to avoid playing for the Mets. Like, and like, <laughs> well, you know, he's a Phillies fan, so that makes it right, better. Right. Right. Well, oh I gosh. assume he is. He's, I thought outside of football, I thought he right. always was a Philly sports guy. So yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you again, Andy, for joining us. Right. Thanks Justin for making it to the show. And, uh, I don't even remember. What are we, what are we up? Justin? Like 376. Is it 376? something like that? Yeah. 376. So, um, Justin, our goal is in 33 episodes, episode 409. We want to get Audrey Snyder on. <laughs> Love it. Uh, that, that is our hope. That's our wish. It'll take us over a year to get there. So we have plenty yeah. of time to prep for it. But that, that is Justin's. He's been saying it for a while. Yeah, I've been saying it for a while. We got to 309. <laughs> I You're think like, so. For 409, we got to get Audrey on. So once we get a little bit closer and could actually focus on a date to see if she would want to join us via Zoom. Or maybe we can travel somewhere and interview her in person. I said, I said, we need show. we need the why missing thing to keep going and yeah. keep pumping out uh, Penn State recruits and have her come down and do like a story, and then we'll just tag on to that. Yeah, pop in. So. Hey, you're here to talk, you know, about Schlaufer and Javen and maybe Caleb. Yeah, you yeah. know, hey, could we uh, could we interview for our uh, podcast? <laughs> it's been going on for 13 years now. <laughs> right. By that time, by the time we roll it around, so that's the hope. But uh, yeah, I think that's it. So we will not be here next week. Easter Sunday, everyone celebrating with family. Enjoy the time. Um, but 
that actually will be 409. <laughs> Easter is on, on April 9th. But we'll be back in two weeks. Who knows what we're talking about? We'll have to play more college football. That's fun. Um, but yeah, so no. Hopefully the Phillies have a couple wins by then. <laughs> by, by April 16th, maybe the Phillies will have won a game. That's always the goal. Um, but yeah, yeah. that's it. So appreciate everyone tuning in, either live or after the fact. Um, hope everyone has a fantastic Easter and we'll see you in two weeks. Thanks for listening. That's a wrap on this episode of the Joe Mays and J-Rap Show, brought to you by Mays Sandwich Shop. Woo-hoo! You can watch each weekly episode live on Facebook, Periscope, or YouTube. Be sure to like, follow, or subscribe to the show on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, and Google Play. You can also rate and review us on many of these platforms as well. We'd love to hear from you. Send your email to the Mays Sandwich Shop inbox at Raff at gmail.com. The Joe Mays and JRAF Show is a part of the JMNJR Radio Network, home to other productions such as the Bulldog Hour, Tangents with Friends, and Nat Chats with Dad. Until next time. <laughs>